Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories. The podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends. I am super excited today because today is not just any episode. Today is a story. That's right. I've been able to work out my schedule so that I can get back to writing, which is awesome. I missed it greatly. So I'm really happy to be able to present you with a story today. But before we get to that, I do have a little bit of housekeeping, so to speak. We have a new patron. Her name is Tina S., No, it is not the other Tina S. that I've shouted out before. And no, it is not Tina, my sister. (laughs) So many Tinas. So Tina S., welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for supporting True Hauntings and all the things that we do. Appreciate you greatly. Of course, we've also got Kat, uh, Lindsay, Rhonda, and Catherine, all patrons. And actually, everybody has joined at the super fan level which is the one where you get the mystery box every month. And then the devotee level, which is just below that one, is the one that gets a freebie. So, of course, the super fans are going to get that too because all the tiers above it get that. So the June freebies are actually going to be in the mail this week. You guys should get them any day now. So I'm really excited to do that. That is a brand new feature since I've restructured my Patreon. So you guys enjoy it. Um, Your mystery boxes will be next week and all the goodies. So thank you so much, you guys, for hanging with me, for supporting True Hauntings. It means so, so much to me. Today's story is actually a personalized short story that was requested of me from Melanie, who is someone that I know very well, and she is pretty freaking awesome. So shout out to Melanie. This is your story. It's called The Forbidden Place. Merfolk gathered round the royal guard as he read the proclamation sent directly from King Poseidon. No one could believe what they were hearing. Another child was missing from their small village. That made five in the last three weeks, all gone without a trace. The only common link between them all was that each one of them had been within twenty yards of the forbidden place, a place so dark and uncharted that everyone was told never to go there. Travel in that area of the ocean floor had been deemed unsafe at least a hundred years ago, around the time Princess Lavender was born. Rumors swirled that a curse was placed on the princess, and the culprit had been banished there. The now-adolescent Princess Lavender was well protected within the barriers of the castle, but townspeople weren't so lucky. They'd learned to live alongside the forbidden place without incident until these last few weeks, when merchildren began to turn up missing after being so close to the forbidden border. Princess Lavender herself had even taken an interest in these strange disappearances, but was told to keep to her schedule and let the guards handle it. Of course, this didn't sit well with her. Because the trouble seemed to begin at her birth, she felt a duty to help solve the mystery. 
She even had an urgent need to find the children. Somehow she felt like only she could save them. That seemed illogical, but she was drawn to that forbidden border just the same. At night, she'd float quietly on her balcony and listen to the stillness of the darkened ocean. There seemed a soul out there in the depths who pulled at her without making a sound, a song of longing that only Princess Lavender could perceive. Each night these last few weeks, she'd felt it. Each night, it seemed stronger than the last. On the nights a child went missing, the pulling sensation was at its strongest and then lessened by the next day. It was getting to the point that she could tell when another child would go missing just by the nagging pull she felt leading up to nightfall. As much as she pondered it, she couldn't figure out what it all meant. The only thing she did know for sure was that she couldn't be in that castle for another moment while her people were losing their children. Her conscience wouldn't allow it. As the days dragged on, Princess Lavender felt an increase in the pull on her soul to go toward that forbidden place. Knowing another child would likely be taken, she decided that night would be the night she would escape her gilded castle and venture toward wherever her heart was pulling her. She hoped it was the children pulling her there, but had no idea how that could be or what to expect. When the water began to darken, she made her move. After watching her guards for these past weeks, she knew their routine well, and exactly how to avoid them. Slipping into the lower hallway as they changed shifts wasn't too complicated. Princess Lavender made her way slowly and quietly into the bottom hall of her wing of the castle. The guards would not disturb her quarters until morning, so she had several hours to explore the area before she'd need to return. Exiting the tunnel at the west side of the castle, Princess Lavender was now facing the direction she needed to go to reach the forbidden place. Swimming around the town instead of directly through it, she avoided being spotted by anyone who would surely identify her as the beloved princess. They would never let her explore the way she needed to in order to solve this mystery and return the missing children. The closer she got to the forbidden border, the stronger it pulled at her. The darkness that lay in front of her felt as if it had hold of her very soul. She had no choice but to continue toward it. Her dark brown hair now flowed behind her as she swam with purpose into the unknown, leaving behind everything she'd ever known. For a moment, she wondered if she was still entering this darkened place for the children or if she was finally giving in to the pool on her soul. Flowing with it felt so easy now, like she was finally doing what she should have done a long time ago. Crossing the dead area that marked the beginning of the forbidden place felt wrong, but also natural, which caught Princess Lavender by surprise for a moment. Why did she want to be here? Darkened particles were suspended in the water here, seemingly ignoring the natural currents of the ocean. Whatever sediment was disturbed here should have moved along with the current, but it never did. It just lingered, like a dark curtain over the entire area. It was like entering a different world entirely. The water was thicker and more difficult to draw oxygen from, too. Princess Lavender should have been distracted by the arduous conditions around her, 
but she was surprisingly calm. What she could make out of the ocean floor was hilly, with big boulders here and there. There seemed a lot of nooks and crannies a small merchild could hide in. Princess Lavender continued to swim in the direction her soul seemed to want to go, all the while softly calling out for anyone who might be hiding nearby. The once gentle pool that had always felt like a song softly playing in her ears now felt as if it was shouting to her, demanding that she come closer and closer. She began to second-guess her decision to come here, turning to face what she thought was the way out. Despite the darkness lingering in the still water, she continued to be pulled further into the forbidden place, no matter how hard she tried to swim in the other direction. It seemed she was so close to the thing that pulled at her that she could no longer avoid or resist it. It's as if she was metal, and it was a magnet, pulling uncomfortably at every scale on her body. Realizing her mistake, she began to call for help, but her voice seemed to be absorbed by the darkness around her. She was going to meet this thing that had been drawing her into it, whether she still wanted to or not. In the distance, she could barely make out a glowing spot in the darkness ahead. It almost pulsed with energy that she could feel inside her as well. She immediately knew this was what had been pulling at her. Strange that she hadn't seen any children yet. They must be hiding. Or maybe they were taken in by the strange light too. Maybe it pulled them like it is pulling her. She began to think entering this light might not be the best idea. Grabbing for every boulder she passed, Princess Lavender panicked as she flailed and grasped at anything near to her. It was just then that she heard a familiar voice. Too familiar. Welcome. I've waited a lifetime to finally meet you, the voice said. Who are you? Show yourself, Princess Lavender responded anxiously. Did they tell you nothing of me? Figures. Those fools thought they could toss me aside and pretend I didn't exist, the voice continued. A look of realization overtook Princess Lavender's face as she fully recognized the voice. Her voice. I think you're understanding a little better now, but let me fill in the gaps for you. You were not born alone. We were born together, you see. Twins. You were the blessed child who carried with you all the goodness, hope, and kindness. Our parents embraced you at once and praised the universe for your gentle spirit. When I followed behind you, they could see right away that I embodied all that you couldn't, all the hatred and evil of the world. It was all in me. As she spoke, Princess Lavender's twin began to take form in the light that pulsed in the darkness. Her features were the exact opposite of the princess. White hair instead of the traditional brown of the royal family. Orange eyes that clashed with Princess Lavender's light purple eyes. A tail as black as night with long, lacy, flowing fins that encircled her as she floated menacingly in front of Princess Lavender. They took one look at me and banished me outside of the village. They thought their spells could keep me here, but I've finally found a way out. My way out is you, she said as Princess Lavender drifted ever closer to her newfound twin sister. Where are the children? Release them if they're of no use to you. 
Princess Lavender begged. I used them. I used their innocence and youth to gain power and draw you here. They certainly are of no use to me now. Take them. She cackled as she raised her arms and all the dark particles lifted. Hidden underneath the cloak of all that darkness were the bodies of five children, withered and aged well beyond their years. Princess Lavender gasped and wailed with grief for the little ones. In this moment, though, she became very aware of something she hadn't thought of before. If her twin sister had such great power from the darkness in her, Princess Lavender must also possess power from the light inside her. In an instant, she both cried for the children and pulled at her twin, who floated in front of her. Without fully understanding what she was doing, Princess Lavender faced her palms at her sister and then made a grabbing and pulling motion. With each movement, a bit of light emerged from her dark and unnamed sister, who let out a terrible cry of agony. What are you doing? she screamed. Princess Lavender ignored her and continued to coerce five perfect little light sources from the dark mermaid. When the lights were no longer attached to her sister, Princess Lavender gave one final quick motion that sent all five lights shooting back toward the lifeless children. As soon as each light disappeared into its respective child, the color returned to their bodies and light into their eyes. Look what you've done! You've ruined everything! That was my only way out! I needed their light to draw you and your light to be free! Now I have nothing again, cursed to drift here, consumed by my hatred of you, the dark mermaid moaned. You don't have to suffer alone any longer. Our parents shouldn't have cast you out the way they did. They were wrong to treat you so harshly. Take my hand and be my sister. Let me help you see a life you never knew could be yours. Princess Lavender said, Princess Lavender said this as she reached out her hand toward her twin sister. When the two touched, an explosion of light blinded the newly revived children who were watching from some boulders nearby. When they finally regained their ability to see, nothing short of a miracle lay before them. Princess Lavender and her sister floated in a vortex of swirling water. As the princess's light purple eyes darkened slightly, her sister's deep orange eyes lightened. As the princess's dark brown hair turned a lighter shade, her sister's hair darkened to a lovely light brown with blonde highlights. The black tail the dark twin once had turned a light shade of gray that shimmered as she moved. The biggest change of all, however, happened deep within the dark twin's soul. With her sister's touch, the dark twin no longer felt evil overtaking her. She felt compassion and kindness for the first time in her life and smiled as it enveloped every fiber of her being. She no longer sensed darkness and evil. The children, looking on with wonder, held a new and beautiful meaning for her now. They embodied pure joy and potential life that she had a deep desire to protect and nurture. Princess Lavender suspended in the water in front of her newfound sister, could see the love and compassion entering her sister's once-threatening eyes. She knew this was not the same evil she'd encountered just moments before. 
As they stared into each other's eyes, Princess Lavender spoke kindly to her sister. Welcome, Princess Coral. It's time you were reunited with your people. Princess Lavender and Princess Coral took the hands of the mer-children and swam back to town to show everyone that the danger had passed and no more children would go missing ever again. The black haze that had befallen the forbidden place was lifted, and the kingdom prospered under the watchful eyes of the twin princesses, Lavender and Coral. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to my story. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Just so that you know, Melanie had answered my four questions that I always ask of people. She said she wanted to be a mermaid. She wanted to be named Lavender. She wanted to be good. And she wanted to live at the end of the story. So this is the story I have come up with for her. If you guys are interested in a personalized short story from me, Cynthia Sear, all you need to do is email me at Cynthia at TrueHauntings.com and ask for details of a personalized story. I will respond to you with the price ranges that I have and um, the word counts and, and I'll give you the four questions that you need to answer in order for me to write your story. So email me. Cynthia at truehauntings.com if you want that. It's just a little side thing that I offer. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the story today, and I will spook you later. <laughs>